Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 176 of Final Boss TV. Today we are talking about the state of tanking in the Battle for Azeroth. Hello, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, as it most normally is, I think, every week. Next week will be the state of melee, then a week off for the holidays, and then the year-end special will be the week after that. We have Brutal, Taliesin, and Evatel on that, where we're talking about some things in the future. The epic WoW Battles of History is coming up. And all, of course, extra shows. Every single individual spec show will be in 2019, hopefully. It's a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll have, like, a pattern for it, and there'll be some repeat guests and some old guests and some new guests. So if you want all of your spec shows, those will be there. And then sprinkled in, we have some community specials along the way that aren't even tied to World of Warcraft. So what, what, what is that going to be like? But of course, thank you very much to the patrons of the show, making sure that I can actually keep doing this gig. Thank you very much to the credited assistant producers and beyond getting those extra podcasts, the show notes, and soon all of the physical goodies that I can actually send out as well as the holiday cards going out here for the holiday season 2018. So if you would like to support the show, the stream and everything in between and get more of the show that is over on the show's Patreon page. We are this this after show today will mark one away. So the year end, yeah, the melee show gets to be 50 extra podcasts. There's 50 extra extras of the damn show. What the heck? So you can go back through, check all that stuff out if you like, get some physical stuff, swag, merch, whatever you would like to support whatever you think it is worth to you me talking to all these nerds thank you very much for supporting the show all these many years but today again, we are talking about the state of tanking so putting on the spot right off the show why we were a little bit behind schedule but if you're watching this on youtube or listening to it in the future on itunes or google play you have no idea what just happened max welcome back to the show sir hello 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 yeah sorry i was late i yeah, it's all. No, what'd you get to drink? That's the important part. Um, I got the number one beverage, water. Fair. I drink it all day, and I got a bunch of it. <laughs> good. Sounds good to me. We have fresh meat on the show today. Shaq, welcome. Hi, sir. What's up, guys? Pretty happy to be here. You I got are... iced tea on my side, not water. Oh, well, that's part of it is. Are you actually still farming AP in the background right now? Nope, I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, someone yep. might reset during the show. You gotta go. Uh! No, we're good. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, sir. And returning, blast from the past, monkey. Welcome back, sir. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Are you ready to talk about? See, you were saying in the opening preamble that Max is here to talk all the time. Shaq's here to be cute, and you're just here to maybe talk about numbers like here and there. Is that correct? No, Shag's here to talk about Mythic Plus. I'm here to be cute. Oh, oh. And math sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Chat will decide who the cutest one is on the show or the YouTube comments. It'll never be me, which is totally fine. And it better not be me. But we have a whole lot of stuff to get through 
today in the more discussion fashion-oriented stuff, but opening bands, shout-outs, introductions. I'm going to go back to Monkey. First off, sir, who the heck are you? What do you dabble in in World of Warcraft? And how long have you been getting smacked around by raid bosses, dungeon bosses, anything like that? Um, I write the Vengeance Guide for both Wowhead and Icy Veins. Uh, been right, been the main theorycrafter for it, guide writer since uh, Legion Alpha. Um, I work with a bunch of the other tank theory crafters in various discords. Um, I, I'm not as involved, but I do help them out and um, you know just read on their stuff and try to interact with the community as much as I can. Uh, I've been doing tanking since High Mall. Well. Siege of Orgrimmar is when I started to tank, to dabble, and then uh, during High Mall is when I actually went full force into it. Nice. Uh, what get, what got you tanking? Uh, same story as probably 95% of other tanks. We had bad tanks and or were tanks left and some need to fill the shoes, so I filled it. Hmm. Fair enough. Shaq, how about you, sir? Who the heck are you? For those that don't know who you are on the internet and what you dabble in with with tanking. Uh, I'm a young young boy doing some mythic plus keys. Basically, <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. I don't really I don't really do much raid tanking. Um, I started tanking back in at the start of Legion because the main tank I used to play with a lot uh, for those challenge modes. I uh, just wanted the DPS for that expansion. So right. I just started tanking in Legion at the start, and I picked up Venge DH, loved it. So I've been playing it kind of since. Um, I've also done a little bit of raid tanking. I tanked uh, Tomb of Sigaris. I did that on my Blood DK for the whole tier uh, while we were finding a new main tank for our guild. So uh, that was a lot of fun, too. Nice. And so what, what got you started, then, in tanking specifically? Oh, what got me started? Uh, hmm. I mean, it's mainly just my friend. My friend wanted to DPS, so we kind of swapped roles. So I started tanking, really enjoyed it. I loved the... Uh, I love just having control on what was going to happen in the dungeon, what to position the mob. Sounds good to me. And then for the MDI stuff to get that out there and officialized, part of the method MDI team for NA or not or laws prohibiting. It's kind of yeah. yeah. It's kind of an in between. I'm like a part of the team, but yeah, like not a part of it, I guess. Can we get can we get Shaq a part of the team officially? Chat, let's get on that. Twitch chat can make anything happen. So yeah. And then Max, back around to you, sir. In case anyone doesn't know who this beard belongs to, who the heck are you? What do you dabble in with uh, with tanking, sir? Uh, can you hear my mic? I, I can't hear my push to talk thing. You're good. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so I'm the GM and raid leader of Limit. Is what I do primarily. I started tanking uh, five. Six years ago, I was a DPS for a long time. Probably got my prominence in like, you know, top rating guilds as a DPS. And then, yeah, same story as most. The tanks in our guilds weren't good enough for what we were trying to do. And I eventually, so I basically tanked the end boss of every mop boss on a Guardian Druid. And then started the next expansion. Then we made Limit around three years ago. And I've been tanking ever since. I've done um, top five world progression on every single tank class except for DH. But I've done a lot of testing on it. Um, and I've done around a 20 on every tank class besides uh, Vengeance and Guardian for like Mythic Plus stuff. And I, I stream all the time now, and I actually just started doing that. And I, I give most of my input there. Like people, it's pretty much like a Q&A session while I'm doing yeah. this endless AP grind every every day. So that's uh, that's pretty much what I do right now. I just do tank stuff. 
Just tank stuff. And when did tank stuff start officially then for you? Um, again, at the beginning of MOP, right. just on end bosses, I played Feral for every like raid and in farm, but on end bosses, I always had to tank like, you know, Leishen, Raden, Garage, stuff like that, um, and duality. And then when we made limit, I've been tanking in limit ever since. Well, I had a couple of times where I've DPSed. Um, we've always been trying to find a tank. Um, so I am not stuck in this eternal torment. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, pro progression tanking is awesome and it's like super intuitive. Like, yeah, obviously like farm tanking is what ever gets it down. And that's, that's why I would be preferable to switch, but right, I love it. I love it. And it's, I, I spend a good number of my days also relating to like people who don't look at tanking the way I do. And like, I like to learn a lot about how people look at it. If you know, they just main one class and the balance of the game around that. So I'm a student of the game. There you go. So then I guess the first topic I want to bring up, which I brought up with every state of show so far. So we have the healers and the range DPS already tanking today, melee DPS next Sunday. The change that sort of set the community a little bit ablaze with uh, contempt for it from Legion to Battle for Azeroth was the GCD change. Now, some of that's being removed a little bit and loosened in the future, even though some of the movement abilities that are coming off are like, all right, we're 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 almost there. But Monkey, from all the guy writing stuff that you've put together and all the discords that you've sort of osmosed, did the GCD change really affect tanks other than, I guess, Prot Warrior? What do you say? Uh, Bear got a lot of its utility and various abilities. Uh, it got put on the GCD. Uh, Vengeance got our fiery brand, and uh, Blood got Death Grip got a little one, and Dance Rune Weapon. Um, overall, it's mainly been just kind of certain utility abilities or certain, uh, like, uh, was it uh, damage increasing abilities like Avenging Wrath or Paladin and stuff like that. It's just it feels bad to play, but it, the thing with tanking is that you really want. There's a lot of like on the fly things of, you know, I I parried a few abilities and my health is fine. And then all of a sudden I didn't parry anything and now I'm at 10% health. Crap! I need you know I need to do something about it. And you know when you're in the middle of a GCD, then um, you know and you can't pop your abilities like it feels bad like Firebrand for Vengeance uh, and then there's Demo Shout for Warrior and stuff like there's just these defensive abilities. Even though they provide an offensive gain, they shouldn't be on the on the global cooldown because yeah. it just it hurts us. It hurts the the in the moment thing because you know we try to plan for as much as we can, but there's always certain instances where you know maybe we we don't parry enough or block enough or whatever, and it just you know we get screwed over by RNG. And that's you know tank health is a healer mechanic, and that's I mean that's how Blizzard wants it to be. And tanks, to a certain extent, have the tools to mitigate that, but they're also trying to hinder us in how we do so. Right. And it just, it feels bad. Yeah. Max, anything you want to add to the GCD stuff since you've been dabbling in all the different tanks? Because I think it, it affects different people. This is the most thing I've heard every show so far. It's just that it's like, eh, what you got? Um, yeah, so other things that were changed... The one that I feel like is the least effective is like the Hand of Protector on Paladin. Um, it got changed in a different way where healing people was based off the Paladin's health instead of the targets, which they're changing back. And that was the real nerf to that. I feel like that inability, it's like you can play around it and it's like, okay, I should have like not been on GCD there when I needed to heal. It's like Foresight. Um, 
And frenzied regen is the opposite. And the main the main problem with uh, tanks in this expansion, I feel like the GCDs is something that's been harped about, but it's much more like, you know, they they took away every tank's innate tangible way to deal with anything they're dealing with. Like you know, most almost every tank last expansion, every tank last expansion, at least relative to this one, you know, you just didn't die if you if it was up to you, right? Right, right. Like they, they they made a lot more of it, even though it's still at the point like like if you play with a tank that is looking through his death log and looking for like healing to blame why he died. That guy's still wrong. Like if you die as a tank, it's 100% your fault every time. Um, but it's like the GCD stuff, the, the big thing was like less of the GCD of Frenzied Regen, even though it is a reactive ability, it was kind of like a death strike mechanic um, heal where it like healed a percentage of the damage you took. And then they made it a flat rate. And that was a huge nerf to that. It was less about the GCD. It was the GCD and that made the overall thing feel worse and then yeah hand of, like ignore pain on warrior for example um was i mean it's it's bad the class is actually much better than a lot um see it to be but that it like makes it feel bad like I, i'm actually almost positive that's why that class was so underused at the beginning of this expansion was uh it was i mean it just when you have like it's such a high apm class as opposed as opposed to other tanks and that just, it would just slowed it down so much and it had nothing to do with reactive or anything like that. It's not a reactive spell like Canada Protector and Frenzied Region. It was just, it just made it feel really bad. And in fact, on this topic, I actually did a, uh, I did a poll um, right before the beginning of the expansion. Um, and I like, it had, you know, over 500 entries in it. And I just asked like the WoW community, and it's possible my Twitter is more geared towards like higher end players than like, you know, yeah. most of the community because I didn't stream at the time. But I mean, 6% said they liked the changes of the of specifically tank i did not put everything just specifically like the tank gcd changes and i noted some specifically and you know of uh, 10 percent were indifferent and almost 80 percent like in quotes hated it um but you know it, it's obviously they they're trying to have an effort of slowing the game down for one they clearly want that on many fronts and many different classes and on top of that um they i think they want it like the cat like the casual audience people who are getting into the game to have less decisions to make every global cooldown I think that was also a large portion of why they made that change because they sure. haven't spoken too openly on it but uh but yeah they're seeming to kind of pry back a little bit from it which is great and i hope they do more of that in the future the, the ignore pain change is like life-changing like right you, you get to spend so much rage you don't rage cap in your cooldowns i mean everything is so much better just so, specifically because of that because the the main point that goes in with this and what i'll toss over to to shakib as well to sort of touch on is that that you as the player may input decisions into the game your priorities on the gcd right you have that cadence of how the game plays but the damage going into your face from elements outside of your control aren't on the gcd as well so you reacting to a slower pace than what's happening to you doesn't always work and i think the thing that accentuates that is like doing gigantic mythic plus pulls right so, I mean, Shaq, what do you, when you pull 20 mobs, <laughs> what, what, what may or may not happen there? Are you, do you actually pull and like wait sometimes for big spikes of damage to then react to, um, or are you always trying to be ahead of it? Like, what do you, what happens with that? Usually, usually it depends. Like if I'm sitting, like sometimes you kind of just want to keep doing the rotation, right? At least for vengeance, but the, the GCDs can definitely impact your, like you won't have time if you're doing a big pull you kind of have to if i'm not if i'm full health i'll wait like a second or half a second to make sure that i'll get the most values out of like all of my all of my souls at once 
instead of using them than having because the way vengeance works is you kind of have to wait two or three globals in between your spirit bombs to rebuild them right so if i use one then like just drop right away then i won't have any way to recover so i kind of have to hold sometimes for sure hmm well we'll see if it gets a little bit more smooth in the uh in the patch coming up here but i'm gonna backpedal a little bit because i scrolled my notes too far forward yet again and sort of go over where some good information is out there of course monkey was already going over the wowhead and icy vein stuff earlier uh what there's another resource that it's out there that could still use some tweaking and tuning here and there and of course as 8.1 goes around more of that will happen but what kind of resources should tank players look at that are maybe you need to look at for if they're getting into tanking or if they're just making sure they're on the same page with what's sort of been osmos around so hey monkey what, what's out there for players um honestly one of the best answers is uh twitch and youtube so you can watch guys like max shakib you know max doing raids and and dungeons shakib doing dungeons various things uh there's plenty you know they post their stuff on youtube and especially like early kill videos when you're doing when you're doing progress you know watching people of your tank either your tank spec or people that are doing whatever job strategy you're doing on the fight so like uh say you're doing bloods on talic for instance like just looking okay how it how did x tank do it in you know, in a guild that's already killed it or whatever so utilize those the because they're visual and it, when you're in there in at all these guys streams you can ask some questions all of that so those are like some of the best resources. Um, there's also Wildhead and Icy Veins. I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm cool with them because I obviously I write for them, and I do want to make a note to mention with that is that even if you have bias against a site, like say you don't like Icy Veins for whatever reason, say you played a spec that the guide wasn't as good, then you can, you know. Just remember that each guide is written by a different person, or maybe some people write multiple guides or whatever, but not all guides are the same. It's how good a guide is, is based on the guide writer. So if I write A and some other guy does the same guide for the for another site and writes B, then you got to figure out, you know, which one is right. So it just don't, don't have bias, go into it with an open mind, especially going into an expansion. Both sites have gotten a bunch of new writers on for many of the specs so give them a second chance if you haven't already obviously utilize um to go with that there's also the class discords many of them have their own sites like the locks have lock one stop shop and all that so just utilize discord and the, the, those various sites to help you with the with how to play your spec or your class or whatever it is then um, finally, we have a buddy of mine, Panthea, who if you're in the Monk Discord, the Paladin Discord, or the DK Discord, he's pretty active in all of those. I know he's also active in Dream Grove a little bit and a little tiny bit in Fellhammer, uh, but he has uh, the Tank Notes. So TakeNotes.tk. So what he does on this site is he basically works with the community on various things and just getting, getting information. So he tests a lot of the bosses and he pulls up these Tank Notes that are just their, their notes on how to do each fight, how to do you know each each role within the fight, and he has special tips for each of the each of the tank specs that are utilized. Either either he creates them himself or he works with others. So like for instance, I help him with the vengeance side. So I give him feedback on the vengeance. Say hey, here's the suggested talents. Here's 
the suggested um, uh, like strategies, like here you can use Superior Sigil here, you can use Grip here or whatever. So that will help you with the fights themselves. As far as uh, Mythic Plus and stuff, that's more Shakib's territory. But again, it goes more towards, uh, you know, watching YouTube and the strategies on uh, on Twitch, watching them actively playing it. Yeah, the uh, I did not. So these resources that keep getting pulled up, created, and sorted through here on Tank Notes, I didn't know this existed. The overall layout and how the website works, really, really well thought out, honestly, because you go to the actual encounter, and then you have this little section on the bottom, but then when you go a little bit extra, right, you can go into each individual tank spec, and it will change the whole page you're already on to then give different specifics on each individual tank class. So... This is a really awesome resource that I hope continues to get developed and worked on and move forward. I know a lot of things right now in the beginning of expansion are always kind of like, meh. And some things come up and they're good or bad or not great. But 8.1, the quote-unquote real launch of the expansion, I hope to see a lot more fine-tuned pieces of the puzzle, right? So that'll be fun. That'll be fun to hear about. But... Max, do you have anything that you want to toss out there in the resource category? I'm probably the absolute worst person. I, I, I again, I don't, I don't use many resources. I just have like a group of people, I guess, that I typically talk to about stuff like this, which are, right. you know, players in the high end community. And then also, I mean, like I said, the only resource I need is like I turn on my stream, people ask me questions, and they'll usually sometimes help. Sorry about the dog. Um, You're fine. They'll usually come up into. You know, they'll be like, oh, did you see this? Did you see how this changed? Stuff like that. So that's pretty much where I get, like, most of my information. Then I uh, like to talk about it creatively with people and figure out what could be good at what. Do a lot of trial and error more than resources for me. So, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything. How about, Shakib, how about for Mythic Plus? Is there anything specific out there that you want to give a shout-out to or anything that you use uh, in, um, in Mythic Plus world? I don't. I don't think there's like website style i don't think there's any of that it's more just going through kind of just checking vods and stuff to see like just keep up to date with all the routes the different strategies that there is try to adapt from those or maybe use them or create off of them um because the routes kind of change every every single time you do a dungeon you might adapt like one pool one mob you might change a little something so i don't think it's more resources it's just checking other people run them so that you don't Stay in your own, like, click and just keep doing the same red over and over, thinking it's the best one. Yeah. That's fair. Well, there's a little bit out there. I guess there's, there's, there's some. So, I've plugged this before on the show, just to make sure that everyone's on the same. There's a website. It's Mythic Plus. It's mythicpl.us. Now, this is put together, and right now, it sort of just goes over all the different hotfixes that ever touch any of the affixes, which if you haven't been keeping up with all of them, there's quite a lot. <laughs> so they keep up with all the Mythic Plus changes in that regard. The affix breakdown, which is definitely helpful, especially when the new affix gets put in. The reaping affix very soon, the new seasonal one. And then the breakdown of the weeks, group considerations, keystone, all this. There's, there's resources here that are definitely That's good. Like yeah. yeah, that's actually a pretty nice website. I watched, well, I mean, I knew about the website back in Legion, but it was way less than this. It was like the affix weeks, yep. and then that was it. <laughs> so no, this is definitely a lot better now. Yep, 
Oh, it's definitely come a long, a long way. Absolutely. And then sort of on top of that, if this is obviously just an extra bit, but have to give a shout out over to the Method Dungeon tools if you want. And you're basically if, like, if you're learning Mythic Plus, then route planning and entire dungeon breakdowns are really, really helpful. And this is all done just in the game code, right? Inside the game, this whole everything that's really shout out. Shout out to Naga for making this thing. <laughs> it's just an oh, absolute <coughs> wizard. So you can definitely go check that out. The method dungeon tools for Mythic Plus. And then if no one else has anything, I have the little side plugs that I brought up last couple of shows, especially because everything's going to be changing 8.1. Azerite.info. Nice little website that you may or may not know about. Now for DPS, this might help organize things, but there's actually a new optimal sets breakdown that's happening. I actually really wonder if they're going to be having a sort of parity with you can look at for tanks or look at for DPS. So, but you can go through like you can go Death Knight and then you can get all the different traits and especially all the new traits that are getting added. Well, all the new traits or the ones that are getting removed. You can break those all down and find out where those are on gear. Right? And we want some Bones of the Damned. And it'll show you all the gear pieces that it lists on. And you can find out where all those go. And then, yeah, optimal sets. On top of that, of course, Blood Mallet. Uh, you're not always tanking. Sometimes you want a DPS. So go check out Blood Mallet's website. Bloodmallet.com breaks down all the Azerite traits in the DPS stack. And, of course, they just updated about 8.1. Results were shaky. Probably changed in the next week. So lots of different changes and nerfs and buffs and tweaks and being removed, whatever. So those are two good resources you can check out there. Also, there's a lot of stuff out there and I have to keep up with all these different resources because there's way too many things that the community keeps making to figure out what the heck Blizzard is doing with their damn game. <laughs> so on that note, Shaq, I'm going to go back to you on this one because the range DPS show last week had a bit of a discussion about the whole meta that's happening in Mythic Plus right now. Are you a slave to this meta to melee when ranged? Um, what what do you what do you run? I guess recently I've kind of been, but meta like tank wise I haven't at all. <laughs> I've been playing vengeance like nonstop. But recently I've been kind of with the what's this the status of vengeance, I've just kind of shifted over to havoc so I can stay on my main and still keep playing them until there's some changes that come in for right. Mythic Plus. So in that way, I'm kind of following the meta because Havoc is in a very good spot. But uh, hopefully Vengeance can <laughs> somehow come back at some right. point. Because like in Legion, it was fun because it was still in the top two for um, for Mythic Plus. But now it's not really up there, at least in my opinion. So I kind of I'm trying to shift so that we can try to push the highest keys that we can. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what about the I so do you have an ideal comp? But you run with and does um, comp change based on the dungeon or the affixes or both or do you have the same people or what is it it, it can uh recently the the comp i've been having the most fun and the most success with is probably uh blood dk resto druid uh havoc rogue and fire mage or frost mage oh that, that's probably the comp that we've been having the most success with uh i also enjoy playing with a boomkin that'll happen mostly on like weeks with necrotic the tank the, the Boomkin is just trains are insane at the moment for tanks. It's basically a free reset, so very, very powerful in, the, in those weeks. Now, what's also a slight reset 
is Elemental Shaman, Resto Shaman, or Enhancement Shaman's Earth Elemental. Yeah, yeah, that also works. The, the only thing is, <laughs> I think <laughs> Druid is like a minute CD, while Earth Ellie is, what, hey! three or five minutes? Hey, they're trying, all right? Rocky is okay, a, right, Rocky's right. a good boy. All right. Big rock. He's trying. I have to give a shout-out, at least something. Shaman's just... Yeah. Yeah, too long of a cooldown. I played with one. I, I gave last X Fight. I did not play with a single one. This one I played. I played with one twice. So hmm. there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Max, <laughs> how about you? Are you a meta slave when you run your high keys, or you're probably more like me? You use like a 11, 12 every week, and then just like wait for the box of disappointment every week. But well, we did we did them a couple weeks ago. Um, me, Jeeth, and a couple of people. Yeah, and. When they're like decent mods, the thing is with me and Mythic Plus, I don't, I just don't do Mythic Plus on like mods that make the game less fun to play, like, <laughs> like bolstering and explosive and necrotic and things like that. Um, but like this week, for example, is pretty good, and it was like four weeks ago, it was like tyrannical volcanic, something that was super easy. Um, but yeah, so the tank meta, or sorry, not the tank meta, just the in general meta for dungeons is very clear, and I actually was just talking about this in chat. The reason you see so much DH Rogue X, it's less two melee X, it's more DH Rogue X, or like Frosty K is very good. There's a couple of melee that are very good. Um, but one, just in general, like all melee kind of have like some burst AoE, and not all ranged have that, which is very strange. Um, but it's just kind of like how that works. And also, like the fact that raid buffs are there. So, like, you know, Havoc brings that. And also, they just bring, I mean, it's just the most complete class. It has like, um, you know, has a dispel, best movement in the game, one of the best, if not the best personal in the game, can spec into an immunity, can fell rush through stuff, has, has infinite self-healing, they have a stun, they have yep. a dispel, a purge, like, it's literally, like, endless, like, why the class is so good. Um, and then rogues, you need shroud skips, and I was just talking about this in chat, is that you would see more, you'd see more uh, spec switches, but a lot of people who do Mythic Plus, there's very, very few top raiders who even do Mythic Plus at all, like, very few. Um, and kind of the, the, the meta in raid is in like especially in the top world guilds is you know you have a lot of or you have like good alts that like are like you bring for certain situations that are like better than what your class does like for example like moonkins in high-end guilds usually have like hunter alts or stuff like that because it's like more like single target less multi-dot and it has an immunity just like things that are different than what they bring um, but raider ido doesn't track the doesn't give you a score based on the highest ones you've done on your account. It only tracks the highest you've done on one single character. So you don't see a lot of people doing a lot of class switching and optimizing groups for specific dungeons in the tank and DPS roles because, you know, you just you're furthering your one character. I mean, I, I don't do anything like that. I could could I don't know what my Raider IR scare, score is or ever will <laughs> care about that. But yeah. the like that's ma mainly the reason. Other than that's just not really what I do. But like you, you'd see other stuff in that. Like, like for example, like Blood Decay right now, and even in the patch, is going to be like, you know, the go-to safe tank for most dungeons and all situ. Like, it's like the overall like covers most situations. It's the best at kiting. They have great self healing things like that. There's dungeons where other tanks more than just Monk are like better in specific dungeons on specific mods, right? Or I guess on all mods except for one very specific one being Necrotic. Um, that's brought out, but people aren't going to do it on that week because if they time a key with a better tank, that doesn't increase their Raider IO score on their main. Does that make any sense? So right, I think sure. I think I think that's why I think that's why you see a lot of people doing uh running a lot of the same comp because those comps are more applicable for every situation you can run into, like coming with the next week, assuming that's what you want to do. Okay. There's 
there's just a lot of little things that fly around there. And, and it's, it's funny that, that Shaki brings up, let me see. I don't have all this stuff ready to go on the, on the side monitor here. It brings up the whole Vengeance Demon Hunter versus Blood DK back and forth. But aren't, aren't like a lot of big keys right now actually on Vengeance? Uh, not really. I think it's mainly Blood and actually Monk. Like, Monk is doing very good. And I think in 8.1, like, Warrior will probably do good in some of them. Yeah, war warriors, warrior even right now is like, yeah, we, un yeah, undoubtedly like the best tank in like two dungeons. But it's like it's kind of like the problem with that class, even when they buff it, is that it's really hard to main because it literally cannot deal with necrotic, and yeah, yeah. it cannot do like bleeds or like spell damage when it can't reflect it. But like in dungeons where untyrannical, you can spell reflect bosses, or if there's a lot of trash, it'll do way more damage than every tank. Yeah. It's very doable, and it's it takes the least amount of damage even right now before the buffs physical blockable damage less damage and requires less healing than any tank in any scenario right. um whether you're with a healer without a healer any of that shit um stuff sorry um <laughs> then uh but yeah it's it's getting buffed to a lot but again it's still it's not going to be like it's unplayable and necrotic and you know that's and then on top of that in certain dungeons with bleeds it's just like when you get to a high enough level the it's just a liability like what is it in mother load with the two bosses that melee with magic damage the last two bosses yeah. Like like on Tyrannical, that warrior's so good in that instance, but <laughs> they just get I mean just pummeled on those bosses. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Prods prods can be really good again if people follow the mentality of like, uh, you know, playing the character that's best for the dungeon instead of just play your main. You'll see a lot of it in raid as well. Yeah, we'll definitely have yeah, we to were, see. We were doing keys this week with uh with Darky and we. <laughs> For under uh, we had to do a twenty tyrannical, and the only reason we get, even got close was because he was he jumped on the warrior. Oh, because you you just need it because you have to kill that first boss in like a minute ten ish, and you just need that spell. You need so <laughs> that spell reflect <laughs> that comes up as the one. I mean, hey, if, if that that brings me to the next big topic here, I suppose, because the mythic plus obviously a big topic in the community overall. But this the meta, right? And how it distills out. And obviously, at a high end, right? We're talking like 20 plus keys right now. There's going to be a bit of a meta. And that might shift a little bit with 8.1 on the horizon. But what sort of is this hierarchy within the tanking meta? And what are your personal power picks right now versus what may be changing in... A week, right? The patch is Tuesday. So, Max, what have you distilled from what you've seen? And then we'll see what Monkey's got from Discord. Raid, raid or Dungeons? Uh, let's do Raids or first both. for you, yeah. Go for okay. Raids. So, so the situation right now in Raids, if any particular Raid was going to come out with balanced Raid mechanics of, like, you know, some magic tank nukes, some physical ones, some, like, you know, just, like, a wide array of things. Um, I mean, the best overall class to start progression on. See, I, I look at this differently, and in my opinion, um, playing, like, you can main any class, any of the six tank classes right now, if that's your thing. I'm going to look at this from more of a high-end perspective. Like, if you main a, a druid in some guild, like, you can never die and do really well, and as long as, like, you have the ability to do that, you'll do great. Um, but just speaking of, like, how you would look at it in a top guild, right? Um, monk, monk is always the thing you go to initially because it's just the safest and you can recover from 
bad things happening easier. Usually when you either have a worse player at Monk or when something goes wrong, they just require more healing, but it's harder for them to die, which for progression is great. You would always take that trade-off, um, assuming it's not like being underhealed or you're like crammed on healing or something. Um, but then, at least how we look at it, um, Dark and I, is that you look what you can take away. It's like, okay, do we need more damage? I could go way more damage build. Or like, oh, maybe this fight could use this. Like we could play a Paladin and, you know, have a damage reduction on the raid. You could have tier three traits into bubble you can bubble the whole raid you can every 10 seconds you can do something on the gcd that heals people for 60 percent of their health which only uh, one healer can do with an ability and it's on a minute cooldown and yours is 10 seconds and then you also have lay on hands you have sack you have spell warding all that stuff and it's like okay would be better for me to better support on this boss paladin's great or like is this boss entirely physical if a boss is entirely physical especially in the change 9.1 with warriors where they have a higher block up time you would play a warrior instead of a monk it's it's actually that good um, but it just depends on the fight. Obviously, like for just to give some analytics now, like before the patch, before things are being changed, buffed or nerfed, like uh, the best metric to look at is tanking the actual boss of Fetid because it's about 80% uptime. It's only melees. And it's a great metric to look at tons of data on Warcraft logs about how much or how well each tank does on average versus that and how much healing they yeah. require and things like yeah. that. Um, and Warrior Warrior's the lowest by a pretty fair amount. And it's being buffed pretty significantly in the patch. Um, and then, like, obviously the off-tank job on Fetid is pretty specific to a couple of things, but it also does among... It's tied for first with that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically, you always go with the Monk, and then you take away what you can. You're like, okay, this doesn't need this much. There's nothing really bursty on this fight where you need that. You know, we could play Warrior for the raid buff or Rally or more damage, or we could play Paladin for the raid utility, or the perfect alt, if you main a Brewmaster, which so many people do, obviously, because of its state right now. Um, I bet the best alt to have is Blood Decay. They're amazing, even after the changes. In fact, and I guess to preface what I'm about to say, the changes don't really do anything in the patch. DK definitely got a hit. Monk didn't... The Monk change doesn't matter. The <laughs> yeah. Warrior's getting a big buff. Paladin's yep. got a great trait. Demon Hunter's remaining mostly the same. Druids are becoming very usable in high-end rating because of the roar change, but only because of that. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes that's the most important thing, Sequel Jaden. Um, and... Yeah, so, I mean, as it stands, like, going into the patch, you still play a Blood Decay for the same reasons you play it, same with a Monk. So, like, Blood Decay heals the best on magic damage. For example, tanking Gahoon, just strictly tanking him in a two-tank or whatever setup you have, like, Blood Decay is by far the best tank on that boss. Like, you can tank him to, like, 50 stacks in the last phase when your healers die, and, like, no other tank can really do that specifically just because Blood Decay's mitigation is so centered around the damage you take, and it doesn't care if it's magical or physical. On a normal pull on that boss it's going to be roughly half and half when you're actually tanking him um, and other classes don't deal as well with that um, and that's like the perfect thing for monk because monk monk over time struggles with that and they fall behind and require significantly more healing while being yeah. more safe so it's like you know you still have a lot of options so the, the meta right now is going to stay much of the same except you will see higher end guilds using more things like paladin and warrior in the next tier because there will be fights that those tanks are very sufficient at, specifically bosses where um, there's a decent enough taunt swap and you know what you're doing and you can have active mitigation up. You know, obviously, like a Paladin, for example, they're very vulnerable when they don't have Shield of the Righteous, but you can, if you're on a boss where you're only tanking half the time and you can have it up all the time, they're extremely competitive with every tank and they provide, I mean, infinitely more utility if it's used on a good player. So um, I would say the tank meta, as far as rankings, doesn't really change, except that uh, Druids are... Uh, Druids are, I mean, Druids are by far the worst tank as far as, like, 
the amount of healing they receive, the abilities they have to deal with things, their self-sustainability, the damage they reduce, all of it, in every metric, they're the worst. Um, but they have one-minute roar, and that's extremely valuable. And they're also very easy to play at a basic level and almost sure. say, the easiest yeah. easiest to play at an optimal level. So you'll see you'll see a lot of Druid play, I believe, on a couple of specific bosses in the raid. Sounds good. Now, on the stuff that you sponge up, monkey and you kind of noted at this as like a, like a, a, a jab being the show about how you talking people down or, or from away from the you know the hyperbole that comes up in the discord community are you echoing a little bit of what what max is saying or what have you sort of seen what are all the questions that you have to filter through about what's happening on on tuesday with with tanks uh honestly uh <laughs> I actually went over and did wrote down notes, and Max said everything I had in my notes. So oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, but, I ramble, uh, sorry. No, you good, man. You good. Um, but yeah, no the the thing that I you know I guess I'll hit on with from the community side of of the whole you know what's meta, what's good, what's bad, and all that is that people obsess so much over what's meta. And that, you know, they they play like they, they really like Druid, but then their raid leader, like they're in some like top like 2000 guild or something like they, you know, they get on to on to Gahoon the last week of Prague or, you know, the last week before the next year. And then the raid leader is like, oh, well, you have to go monk because it's, you know, it's better than Druid. And it's like, well, at that point, you know, you have... 20 more eye levels and gear than everybody else did at the beginning. And you have all the experience and everything, you know, all the nerfs and all this and that, and just people stress too much about what's meta and what's not. And, right. and Max hit on it as well of, you know, if you're out, you know, outside of the super high level, you know, we're method and limited and all that we're at, you can kind of play most any tank and do well. And, um, you know, and this relates to dungeons as well. And, you know, if you're not pushing 20, you know, if you're not trying to push, MDI champion, then you can play most any tank, you know, up to through 15s. Every tank is completed through 15s, and I think I think every tank is completed through like 18s or 19s. So every tank can progress and can do this stuff. Every tank has killed Gahoon since before the initial nerfs to him. You know, it's people just need to learn that, you know, it, it's a game. Play what you enjoy and and actually, uh, one thing that we kind of um, discussed at, uh, back during Legion was that you know um, one of the Discord's tank chat has a has a tank ranking they usually keep up, and people ask for tank rankings all the time because you mm. know what's meta and whatnot. You know they want to play what's good, and one of the caveats we always put with it is this is what the rankings are in our opinion, and. But at the same time, if you have to ask what the rankings are, you're not in a position where you where this matters for you. It it can help you, yes. It can help to have a brewmaster over a druid in a guild, you know, if your healers are weak or whatever. But in the end, it's a game. It's your free time. It's your money that you're paying every month. It's your money that you're paying for the expansion. Play what you want. Play what you enjoy. Don't play something else just because somebody else tells you, you know, just because your raid leader says, Oh, monks are fists, so you have to have a monk. Play what you want. Right. You know? And that's that's one of the things that we have to deal with constantly in the community. And you know, and and I and you know, I I don't I, I you know I love the limit guys, method guys are all really cool. But like whenever they do whenever they do a class, 
if you know maybe say like uh warriors didn't get a lot of love if you go you know you go in there and you talk to warriors and stuff and then it's all doom and gloom and everybody hates life and nobody wants to do this and that and it's just it's it sad it, it feels bad when you're one of the tanks and it you know because i'm i play vengeance is my main um well right now i'm i'm playing monk i'm kind of playing multiple tanks but vengeance has been my main and i've had to you know talk people down and to, you know try to try to you know just like lighten the mood, make make things easier, and just make people realize that yes, vengeance is weak in raids right now, but you're not in a position, you're not raiding in limit, you're not trying to get in the limit or method or whatever. Just play what you want to play. And it's it's just that's one of the main things that we have to constantly get on, especially if you're a an undervalued spec or a bad spec or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Shakib, you wanna put a bow in this real quick though because if you've been basically doing all the mythic plus on vengeance and you're not doing it all on blood decay which is the premiere right but then in that regard what do you have to add to this situation i guess um i mean it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing like you're definitely going to do probably better in most cases with some tanks like dk but if you if you can play a class pretty well, you'll be you'll be able to do some pretty nice things anyway. Like even if you're not at the like if you're going for top 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 keys, then for sure you'll want to play that. That's like the that's the reason I'm doing just up there like 95 percent 99 percent of other keys. You'll be completely fine with any tank. Yeah, and you can adapt. You can make strats around your tank and. Everything can go well, uh, unless you're playing like five out of, like out of meta, I guess, or classes. There, I guess there's extremes, but I think a lot of the people that that run this realm are only doing like trying to push to, to tens. Like the ten is their, yeah. their ceiling, or ten or elevens to play their their ceiling, and it's just not. It's not that big of a deal. You kind of added, I've moved around the notes a little bit too, that there's a bubble when it comes to raiding, and in this case now Mythic Plus and World of Warcraft, that the vast larger majority of the game thinks that they have to play a certain way or a certain thing or a certain race or a certain talent setup or whatever. But and you both all touched on this, like what is it like? What what are your thoughts on this? And Monkey went over this a lot right there. But to just pick Max's brain on this just for a moment, because I got one more topic before we break the uh, into the Q&A section, is that I want to... Should players... And this is going to make Max laugh a little bit. Should players sort of amalgamate or try to copy what you guys do? That comes up a lot. Like, well, Limit did this or Method did that. Like, should that be sort of the... The bread and butter everyone should be eating or how should I mean, they depends. distill right so so how you do something i mean this is why like having access now that like the like one of the top guilds in the world streams which hasn't been true ever mm. um in progression um it's basically just an extra mind at least i spend most of my months up, up to a tier thinking about how we're going to do things write stuff out think about positioning think about stuff like that and you get access to all that information at one time so even from like, if you're in any guild, um, you should take into account what guilds that spend a lot of their lives lives doing this as like valuable information. Should you copy it? It just depends on the situation. It depends on your players. Like for example, if if we run a tank comp on a fight, like let's say Darky and I play 
like double paladin on some random boss next to you. And the only reason is because you do like, um, you know, you just need these two spell wordings to deal with these debuffs or you need to like for example i had a paladin prepared this tier in case when we got to gahoon you could use abilities right away so we could solo every single run we built our comp around that until right. we figured out you couldn't do that like things like that like we could play two prop alleys. all right if, if a lot of guilds play two prop alleys on a boss depending on the boss they will get crammed on right like it, it will probably cost them more than depending on the player's skill to play things like a monk or something like that that's a little easier to play at a basic level sure um so on things like that it's just totally on the leader of that guild or the leader of that raid to judge the player base um so getting away from strats just what like comps people use i mean i think especially now that a lot of both of our guilds stream or other top guild stream is go in there and ask them like ask us why we did that because if you know that they did something and they know why they did it then you can apply what you're doing with your guild to you know fit that same role because you may not even have that option like a lot of the times having someone like especially now that you can run the orbs everyone harps about four warlocks and more recently about yeah rogues on zool for some reason um and it's like oh do i have my 385 hunter play his 370 lock so we have a fourth gateway like absolutely not especially if he's not that good at it which you know a lot of people don't put a lot of time in their alts but a lot of time is what makes people good at anything in wow and you know they uh it just depends. So, yeah, I, I would I would say if people are copying what top guilds are doing, I would at least try to understand why. Not I would never just take a very blanket thing like they do this, so we do this. That's mm -hmm. wrong. That's not creative. And honestly, the main reason that we go for world first, or I guess we just started to, like, it's not even to get world first. It's the process. It's it's wanting to play with the people you're playing with, not having any liabilities in your raid, and like doing things without videos and killing it faster than anyone else is the most creatively challenging thing that any of us do. So we think a lot about it and we care a lot about it. So if people ask us or at least try to pick the brain of why you make decisions in any in any guild of any rank, you know, you'll have an idea of why they did it and then you can make the decision whether to copy it. That would be my uh that would be my answer to that. Okay. So now I have I have like a paragraph that I want to read off here. The melee show, which sandwiches this one, and the rain show that happened last week, we had the same topic that we brought up because now that it's not always about numbers in balancing out a, a comp, obviously there are only going to be two to possibly three, if not even sometimes the one tank situation. But to round out the trifecta and talk about them from their perspectives, is there a better way that Blizzard could really let you bring the players that you want on the classes and specs they want to play Instead of having you have to bring four warlocks, three hunters, five rogues, three or four mages, take demon hunters over this, right? Or is the stacking and min-maxing nature just always going to be present itself as long as there are defined niches for some classes and specs compared to others who lack the real utilizable reason to slot them in to either mythic raiding or mythic dungeons? Because the niche debacle now is the other hot topic and not the store that sells t-shirts. I don't know who wants to jump into this first because we all have different sides of what this goes into because this is a lot that brings up because the, the viable word is what I deal with a lot on my stream, right? I get talked to a lot about that because I sponge up all the stuff that you guys talk about on the show. I don't know if this is something that can be solved 
or if Blizzard can do something about this or it's just the state of the game. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> Chat comes up with, remove Shroud, please. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like they, they've been kind of going for that having every class have a special effect, but some of them just have way more powerful than others. Like, like the, the Shroud or the buffs, like, not the... I guess the Warrior or Mage or Priest buffs aren't too bad, but like the DH or the monk buffs where you can only have that class or you won't have that buff at all on any sort of boss. That kind of helps to bring those classes even if they're ever bad or something. But in the same way, it just doesn't really work out too well for bringing every class. Well, that's... Because you, you'll still stack stuff. Like if Rogue is super good, like on Zul, you'll still stack a bunch of them in a high top gear. Uh, Wow, until 8.1 anyway. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shuriken combo. You have two <laughs> days left to enjoy it, or yeah. three if you're EU. But you brought the debuffs. The Mythic Plus show we had uh, a few weeks ago, you can go check that out on YouTube, of course. The state of Mythic Plus was sort of the start of the series. You bring up the debuffs as a, as a contentious point, and I've, I've hated these things since beta, and I've reported feedback about them in the first place. But the 5% physical or magic, bringing up like a Brewmaster tank, or a broom or a Wheelmaker Monk or a Mistweaver Monk, right? And the magic debuff from Demon Hunters doesn't really do a whole lot in Mythic Plus unless you're doing a 20 Tyrannical or something, and then 5% becomes really more relevant. So do you only balance it around that for those buffs or just always um, is still good? I mean, it, it's really good, especially right now with like Mistweaver Monk, for example, being so good or Brewmaster being so good and then Havoc being so good, you kind of right. just having those two is kind of a just a really strong bonus right that fits with the uh, the comp very well so okay. i don't know if it'd be the same if like let's say monk was just really bad maybe it wouldn't be the same but right now it definitely hurts not having one of those buffs you you got at the top level like it can cut it can cut out a little bit of a of time on the key or well, even you're, make you're... some some stuff faster you're fighting seconds on the higher keys, yeah, the, though, yeah, that's so, fine. yeah. It can, it can impact it quite a bit. Max, your brain's going to be on fire right now. I know this has come up before, so I don't, do you have anything? I don't really know. Oh, you just got big gifts. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Woo! Dang it. Oh, Mia Pal, you're you're a cool one. You're a real one. Yeah, right. you can, Please, can you can you can you like uh, summarize the question into like two sentences because it kind of is like a little bit of everything. It's it has a little everything. So the, the big thing that I talk about it's it's the niche debacle, right? And in this your perspective when you're making your Mythic Plus raid, you brought up the prop palette and stuff, which is fine. But I just wonder if there's a better way that Blizzard could really let you bring the players you want on the classes they want to play, instead of having to play this. Slot this because I have to. Slot this because I have to. Slot this because I have to. Um, at least at a very high-end level. Um, well, I can talk about Mythic Plus in a second because I think that's a different argument. Sure. Um, at, at like a high-end rating level, it doesn't matter too much with 20 raiders. Um, I, I can't speak too much about heroic raids. Like 10 mans is probably pretty bad. Um, but like in 20 man, it's fine because like Priest is the literal best healer. Um, Havoc DH is great. Warrior is great. 
you know, the, the classes that you need, I would say bringing mage is the one thing that's like, you could definitely do some fights without one of them, but the other ones, it's like, you bring them anyway. So it doesn't affect you too much, but the fact that it scales to the rest of the game uh, creates problems, especially Mythic Plus. Now, it's probably not something you build a huge comp around because there are scrolls for a lot of things, but like you said, there isn't one for um, for Demon Hunter or Monk. Right. I, I remember at some point in the game when they had raid buffs, it was either in Kata or Mop or something like that where they made a change at the end of the expansion when you went into a dungeon or a I think it was a challenge mode, you just got every buff. And you could see it on like your little buff tracker. Like when you zoned into a challenge mode or turned it on challenge mode. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, um, I remember that. But like like it the game desperately needs that. Like just take like add the or make the monk and DH buff not work or just increase everyone's damage by five percent or reduce everything's health overall by five percent. And make that so it's and make those not work and make that not a thing. Because yeah, it is it is kind of a... Uh, it does matter to some extent, and it gives it, it gives a class a, an advantage. But then also you have classes that don't really have one. So like, yeah, Shroud is obviously in, incredibly useful in dungeons. Doesn't matter at all in raid. Um, but you have like classes that don't do anything. Like, let's talk about how little shamans are used right now. And this is yeah. what I talk about on my stream all the time. And, I, and again, you have to look at it from different perspectives. If you are a really good player in your guild at again US or world rank, whatever, like literally everything except for like the very top of the world rankings you will do just fine on Enhance and Ellie. They're both completely fine. Um, however, when you're talking about why I would ever put a Shaman in a raid, even if they did as much damage, or 1% damage more, or 2% damage more than any class in the game, like, even then, you're like, okay, do I bring it over an immunity? Do I bring it over a class that um, is better at doing this? There are classes, uh, Sub Rogue, Arcane Mage, um, Moonkin, Shadow Priest, Warlock, that are better at doing very specific types of... Uh, Windwalker Monk for large bursts and short windows, that are better for doing very specific things. And that's cool that classes have that, but some classes fall behind and they need to be compensated for that. Like DKs, you know, the, the Blood DK is so prominent that a class having grip as their utility is not good enough. They need to have they need to do a ton of damage, which this tier they did. DKs were great. Shamans did not follow that same suit, which was the problem. Um, so if the class is going to be that, you know, without use for like why you would bring them, their damage needs to be very strong um in situations like that. And it's and it's not. And that's kind of that's kind of the issue. I mean, Ankh is, is one thing that's fine. Astral Shift is one of the best, if not the best personal in the game, actually. But it's just not enough to bring over the Fodum classes. I mean, they do very good. Ellie does very good stacked up to target cleave. Enhance is actually very good. Um, but it's just like, you know, when you're running five to six melee, and the next year you can run more melee, but like an old year, five to six melee in a fight, two of them are raid buffs. Probably one to two of them are rogues. And then you have two more spots, and Frosty Case is prominent as it is. Where do you find a slot for that? in any guild, not just a world first guild, literally any guild that is either following what a top guild is doing or using logic on why you'd bring something into a raid, you would uh you would you would shy away from classes like that. So yeah, I, I feel like it's it's a nice idea that every class has their niche, but they need to instead of nerfing everything, they need to buff the things that are that are not the problem, but like, you know, that that need that it needs to be addressed. Um yeah. That's how I feel about that. It's it's a tough one. I'm reading chat through here, and there's a lot of talk about the like homogenization back and forth. I think it's an interesting idea that if composition is obviously the big part, composition, the gear you're wearing, the talents you're using for Mythic Plus is neat. 
it, it would be definitely really nice if every key you ran just gave you fort int and shout and all the mobs just had the debuffs on them or just remove the debuffs from mobs of mythic plus to put everyone on a, a similar playing field because that would allow you to bring sort of whatever you wanted to bring but then at the same time it devalues those debuffs and buffs on the classes that have them, but also makes them just kind of dumb to have in the first place because it's bad when you don't have them, not good when you do. Because it's just this circular logic that Blizzard keeps using it feel. But Monkey, you have to be soaking up a lot of this stuff from what you've been reading. I don't know if do you have any deciding factor on this last little bit before we get into, because I'm sure Chad has questions for us and I want to make sure we move along for them. Uh, no, I mean, I don't have too much. Just real quick. <laughs> the wide eyes, just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, one, one thing, though, I, I just want to point out real quick is just that. Sure. Um, because, you know, we start out with the question with, like, you know, having the four warlocks for Gahoon or the five rogues for Zol, you know, class hacking in, in that vein. You know, one thing that people have to realize is that, that the people that are making this game, they're a company. And they have to do, you know, they have to go about things a certain way. It takes time for things to happen or to come out. So if they truly wanted to get rid of class stacking and raids, they would have to look at, they would have to look at all the mechanics that they're making for the fight. They would have to look at the room for the fight in the, in the case of the Warlocks. They would have to look at um, the, every single spec class. What do they bring? So like, you know, for, for the rogues, the reason why we bring rogues for Zol is because they can because of Shuriken Storm with the with the Krogs. And you literally they you literally add a third tank whose main purpose in that fight is to keep the Krogs going, keep them alive, and let the rogues just use them for extra damage. Or in the case of Warlocks for Gahoon, you know, having two gates on each side just helps people so it, it makes it faster. And it makes it so that way you can people that don't have mobility can just go up, they click on the button, and then they got you know they click on the gate and then they jump back down, you know, and it's done. So the thing is that people just need to realize that, and this goes with balancing and all that, is that there's so many different factors to the game that they will never be able to get rid of class stacking yeah. because of not only this, because of they are such a big business, and on top of that, you know. Most of the people that come up with these strats, method, limit, etc., you know, most of these guys have been playing since, you know, for at least six to eight plus years, and most of them have been playing since vanilla. So a lot of the fights are the same. And one of the things you you often hear within the community is, oh, you know, like when a new fight's coming out, you go, oh, that's just like X mechanic from Argus, or that's just like X mechanic for Butcher, or whatever it is. So people have the prior experiences, they have the things to relate it to, and they go, okay, so this fight is a combination of Argus and Busher, so we're going to go about it in this way because these were the strats that we used back then. And, you know, and there's various things that people do, and it's just, you're never going to real truly get rid of class stacking because of just the way the way that it is. It's a business, and it at the same time, it's a game that people have yeah. a lot of experience, and people are far better, the community is far better than Blizz even realizes. So that's all my piece. That was a good point that came up in chat that um, it's okay for classes to be better in some situations than others. I agree. The problem is when some specs or classes are better in all situations than others. True. I think a big 
prolific problem with that, though, is these multiplying buffs, right? The magic damage debuff and int, the attack power debuff, and the physical damage taken debuff. And those are huge factors to pushing harder content. So we'll see if they did something about it. I always argued that if they put, you know, the the both the fact that the physical damage debuff, magic damage debuff were essentially on all melees, why don't two ranged also bring them? And then the two ranged that bring the raid buffs, why didn't two melee bring the opposite? And the same thing with shout going on to a ranged. I, I don't see a reason why if they want to focus on those five pieces of the puzzle, why they don't but, at but least this have problem, some... This problem has occurred, honestly, before buffs. Right. This problem was here in... Whenever the last time we had buffs was, it was like, it was, was it Mop or Wad? One of those two. And it like, it was before that and in the time during and before it. Hunters, mages, warlocks, rogues, warriors, um, those, those classes have had like one bad tier in the last like seven to eight years. Yeah. Every tier they're strong, usually for the exact same reasons, but also they have people making sure that their damage is always competitive. Um, and other classes do not have that as much. I, I I don't know exactly how Blizzard works, but that is a that is like one hundred percent true. Um, and I, I don't I don't know exactly why that happens or how it works or what goes into that, but it's definitely like you know so there's a reason you keep stacking the same classes. They have the same things that are always good in the raid content that they produce for a reason. Like rogues, like even when rogues' damage is bad, for at least until like demon hunters were a thing, like no melee class had that consistency of an immunity. Like, before they made faint on a cooldown, like, that, I mean, even, it's still insane, but, like, you know, yeah. it's usability in raid and it's survivability on a good player is just, like, unmatchable. So if they do, and, and I was about to say, if they do less damage than other classes, they're being brought. But they have three specs, and historically, one of them has always been top tier. I think the I think the only thing I can point out for Rogue is High Maul. Like, High Maul, they were, like, decently, like, middle of the, like, I mean, even then it was middle of the pack, but, like, in High Maul, they were middle of the pack, and the only reason that was so prominent was because there was another leather melee being Windwalker that just did so much damage than everyone else, and, you know, that's when you noticed it. But, like, think about, I mean, one, High Maul didn't matter at all, um, but, like, that, that's, that's just how it is. Hey, Margok mattered for me, so I yeah. enhanced the Shaman, and as the one yeah. thing I've had that, that I was, like, that was the mm -hmm. last time that, in, that enhance was at you know, at a level where, like, you want Damn this class. It. And and even in its only time where yep. it was that good, you only wanted one, because two would kill them. So it was like, <sighs> like yep. even at its best point, it wasn't even stackable. It was like a one thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're completely right. It's It's been at a place for a long time Yikes. that can, can only be changed by not even, not even tuning. It's just, like, kind of like a just a general undertaking of what the yep. class should be good at and why it's good at it. So, that's good. Before chat freaks out too much about Shakib's knees, I'm going to move us along real quick here so we can integrate some questions from chat. So if you guys want to step away for a moment, maybe you want to go you know, handle those that knee thing. You can uh, give a couple of minutes while I jibber-jab here for just a moment. But thank you for tuning in today. Of course, if you are new to the show, episode 176. If you've missed past shows, they are all archived on the show's YouTube channel. Link down below, or if you're watching it on YouTube right now, if you want to do audio only, do that, of course, through Google Play Music or iTunes. Just look up Final Boss TV. Then you're good to go. The additional podcasts, which I'll plug here in a moment, are also RSS feedable. But 
because we're talking about Azeroth. And if you haven't seen, she has a Mercy skin in Overwatch now. I've been working with Fabelina for a very long time. This is the Gorilla-inspired battle Azerite days shirt, especially for the 8.1 stuff on the horizon. So if you want to support the show, the stream, and everything in between any more physical sense, then that, of course, is located at our Design by Humans stores. A whole bunch of designs there. So if you are a fan of Fabelina art or you want to do Tutron or the other artists that I have worked with, those are all down there. These are just, of course, the defaults. You go through here, and then you can design and pick the fabric, the color. If you want to do sweatshirts, hoodies, tank tops, racerbacks, whatever you would like to do. These have text and no text, and then they are in women's and men's sizes for the Azerite Day shirts specifically. But there are many more on there as well. A little pupper and Anduin is right there. And then again, the additional podcasts specifically are no thanks of course needed but i'm going to anyway these nerds right here supporting the the show all this dang time and reaping the benefits and rewards therein physical or digital or otherwise this is actually the november amount we have to get the december one updated here real quick we've been busy behind the scenes for the december patrons but those are over on the show's patreon page right over there so they're always either after shows or pre-shows. You just go to the Patreon BTS tag right here, or you can go just sort through Battle for Azeroth. You can go back to the BlizzCon stuff, World First shows, the Legion shows we had. If you want just more ramblings with uh, the guests that I've talked to, if you want the actual show notes to see how I run this thing, and then you keep going back. I've had it. This is like three plus years old now. You got the Jesse Cox and Crendor show. We've got the Preach and Novel post BlizzCon show whole bunch of extra things and of course the main shows over on youtube and then if you just want more of the show check out the patreon page and <clears throat> that should be it again if you missed any of the the plugs in the early part of the show all are in the youtube description box or we tossed a whole bunch of them in chat earlier or if you need them hit me up on twitter i'll send them all your way or discord or whatever have you so i have some canned questions on top of the canned questions, I'm sure we will have questions from chat. I think we're all we're all good. Shaq, where'd the knees go? Uh, I took care of them. Don't okay. worry. Okay. They'll come back in a bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, chat, if you have questions, I know that if you're not watching the show live, both Shaqib and, and Max have been in chat all over the place. I think Monkey's been tossing some things in there, too, answering questions and things as it flies by. However, bring back the knees. The uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up as a fun topic, as chat catches up to us, the anatomy of a fun encounter for tanking. So what have been some of your most favorite bosses in the history of World of Warcraft from a tanking perspective? But what about those encounters specifically was fun and not just a math puzzle, right? So, Monkey, you all have different ideas here, but... What would you bring up as a fun encounter for you and why? Um, honestly, I like it when it's a little crazy. When, so like in the instance of you can't just figure it out on the, you know, within the first two pulls, you know, it because tanking lately has been just, you know, taunted XX or tank gets debuff, other tank taunts. Tank with debuff runs out of the raid, explodes, and runs back, and then waits sure. 30 seconds and repeat. That's how tanking, I mean, those two ways have been tanking for the most part. I, I like it when it's a bit crazy, when it takes you 
you know, a little bit of time to figure out what's going on. The, the more hectic, the better. Uh, I mean, the f- fights that I've really liked are like uh, Black Hand or um, Imperator. I did like a bit. Uh, Black Fuse is probably my favorite fight. There he uh, is. Just, I was yeah. waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably my favorite fight though that I, that I've personally done, uh, tanking or otherwise. But uh, but yeah. So it's just like the more hectic, the better. The more you have to do, and just when they change things up, like even Sakrathar a little bit was, you know, he had the robot job and. It was easy because, I mean, really you were just spamming one, maybe two occasionally, but like, you know, it was, it changed it up a little bit and you had one tank doing one thing, one tank in the robot. So it just, it's nice when it's, when it just breaks the monotony, you know? Right. Sounds good to me. We'll stay on the rating train here then. So Max, what about you? The anatomy of a fun boss fight. Um, At least for me, it's difficulty. I think, I think the main reason that the, just in WoW in general, I think the average tank player is not at the same level of DPS or healer. Um, is because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, like I said, it is, or like he said, it's it's very it's very repetitive. A lot of fights, it is taught at this time. Like you go into a fight, you're like, okay, what stack do I taunt it? You know, it shouldn't be that way. Although, I mean, it's really hard to get creative with it. And I will say a quick plug about their next raid. The testing for it has been kind of rocky, but the bosses are all extremely creative, and it's it's definitely has a chance to be like a very very good raid if they if uh, if it's done correctly, um, which we are all hopeful hopeful for. But uh, fights that stick out in my mind, and, and I guess you could make any fight as want as you want harder on tanks, right? Because if you ever feel like you're just tanking at X stack, you could always just you know hop on a character that's a little harder to live on, but you can do way more on, um, depending. But obviously, again, that's a very seclusive thing it's like a very specific part of the community where that's like the norm um i, I would say uh Zulharak from uh from hellfire citadel where you had like where you had those debuffs and you know if you if you screwed that up like 100 percent your your raid is over uh, another fight hell yeah uh, guilds did this differently depending on oh, i'll, I'll like, shake your like, hand on that one yeah uh guilds did this differently but you know having all of having the tanks solo every single tentacle while also tanking the boss, you know, you can, you know, if you're ever feeling, most of the time when you ever feel like when you're on a boss, you know, you can make it harder. For example, this tier, when, when Feta Devourer was, wasn't killable in its release state, you know, we, we had it, we had it decently low one tanking. And that, that was something where like, you can always push yourself to like, try to make things work. Uh, they, they, they're pretty against having things like that happen. And it hasn't really been viable in a long time, but like, that was something where, you know, you can kind of push yourself and like Helia is the best example. You know, when you add that much difficulty and you take it away from everyone else and you put it on a few people, hopefully you can trust, that becomes way more of a fight because then it just becomes a thing you're saving cooldowns for. It becomes a boss tank mechanic when you arrange it that way. Um, I think Tyrant, uh, Tyrant Belhari, very close to Zulharak, you know, where you had the reduced health. In the last phase, you had to be extremely proactive with the damage you were taking and almost never reactive because by the time you were reacting, you were dead with 60% less health when a boss had hit very hard. Um, and historically, this has actually gotten way better. And in fact, as much as like you can be, you know, put off by Blizzard's direction of tanks, like if you look at the direction of how fun tanks are to play and how intuitive it is from like Mist of Pandaria, it like grew to Mist of Pandaria. And I'm not even talking about the the offensive portions of Vengeance. Like obviously that was extreme, obviously very fun, but like just forget about that. Like even like mop defensively. You had such control, you could make so many plays. Yeah. It was so fun to play as that role. And uh, it grew to that. And then ever since then, it's been getting progressively worse and worse and worse and worse where they want, you know, they, they want the nostalgia of like 
a healer being in control of a tank's health. Because, I mean, admittedly, it was a little out of control. Like, the fact that you literally did not need to even put a beacon on a Death Knight at the end of last expansion. Like, yeah, that was out of control. Um, in MOP, it was out of control. But it can definitely be definitely far, way farther towards that than it is now. But, um, you know, as, as that's happened over time, uh, you know, you just have to, you have to just try to make it challenging. Um, one, for your sanity. And two, because, you know, every, if, if, especially if like a DPS's job is hard on a fight and a tank's is easy, you should do whatever you can to ease the difficulty of that and make it on something else. So, yeah. There's a lot in there and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just shaking my head at Twitch chat right now. Um, Gorek and Mia are fighting over gifting subs right now. Had a 30 stack, had a five, had a 50. So I don't want to take anything away from your question, but I have to give them at least a nudge. The, the big point that's funny that you bring up there and why I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Shakib on the same question next, because very different in your realm of what makes an encounter in the raid boss versus almost like the entire mythic plus run is the boss, right? Well, if it's fortified it's the trash and the trash pulls, because the bosses just fall over most of the time. Versus tyrannical bosses and some of them being way more tricksy than others. So then a big thing, and this is a big question to, to reiterate, Shaq, because you've got a, you got a lot of angry YouTube comments coming if you don't get this right, or depending on what you say. <laughs> Mythic Plus being longer slash boring compared to Legion Mythic Plus. But do you like Legion Mythic Plus better or do you like BFA Mythic Plus better? Like what how does that Work. Um, from a tank perspective, I preferred yeah. Legion because you had, yeah, I feel like you just had a lot more control. The pulls felt bigger in most cases. Right now, you just can't, most of the time, you won't be able to handle as much heat. So, um, you, I don't know, like a lot of dungeons, like Max is saying right now, uh, King's Rest, for example, just doesn't, like, you, you kind of have to follow the route, and there's, you can change maybe one, two packs, right. <laughs> and that's it. So dungeons like that really aren't really that fun, especially at a high level when you're trying to do different strats. Definitely not the, the stuff I'm looking for. A uh, dungeon like Waycrest can be fun, but then again, there's the RNG on that side. So that's kind of, that's another annoying part. You have to have three different routes set up every single week with the different infested patterns. That, that gets in the way too. But like for the, the fight parts, some of the some of the most fun, fun fights that I've had were... Uh, like the first boss in Temple or the Triad in Waycrest, where you've got just a bunch of stuff, um, like a bunch of mechanics throughout the fight. Right. You, you get to take care of instead of fights where you just take a certain amount of damage on the tank. So definitely those fights are a lot more fun. Okay. So definitely it's, it's a different paradigm between the two. So it's quite curious. Yeah, chat brings up, I mean, Legion had a lot of extra hooks gear swapping, legendaries, artifact yeah, I mean, stuff, but and then the the criticism I see a lot too in chat is that BFA dungeons are very linear but that's also because they're more intended as that eSport because of the MDI Legion was a beta test for that and they designed the dungeons to be more linear so that they could actually make them more competitive so I think that's, I that's mean, from a, a necessary evil from an yeah. From a MDI competitor's standpoint, and I can I can say this for everyone that competed at the LAN or the regionals, 
every, every person would rather, I mean, there's so much more fun and competition in dungeons being non-linear and being able to figure out oh. ways to make it better. Like, I think a perfect example is like how you saw our team and the method EU team do like a completely different lower strategy because like, and do the spiders instead of that entire room and stuff like that. Like that was stuff that like people didn't even, you know, you got to play around with that, um, with the new groups trying it since a lot of people didn't do high keys, still don't do high keys. <laughs> and, and they, you know, that, that was like, you know, that was so much fun. Cause like you were watching it and you're like, oh my God, what are they doing? Oh, wow. They, they have like a 14 minute time in this dungeon. That's insane. And they did something completely different. Like, I feel like that's even more of the competition and skill. Um, I'm not sure if they've ever stated that they like it being linear. I think they just, they clearly put a lot more, they put a lot more uh, design and developers on making dungeons. It's, I, I think that's very clear. Right. Um, but in turn of that, they made it so there's consistently so many things that keeps you from doing very crazy pulls. Like, you're not going to see very crazy pulls in any high keys now. Like, the only time you're going to see anything change is when the MDI comes out and people are on the tournament realm, you can keep making the same key over and over again, just try stuff and perfect it and do like crazy pulls, try different classes, everything's at the same gear, obviously that kind of stuff. Like what you're going to see now is is mainly just like a repeat in the safest way instead of like the actual fun way. But I mean, just in general, the, the dungeon design like in Legion compared to BFA, I mean, it's not even close. Like Legion dungeons were like potentially like some of the best dungeons, set of dungeons ever. I mean, Court of Stars might be the best dungeon ever. And they had, you know, there's nothing this expansion that really, there's a couple of good ones, but some of them are just like, you know, people don't even run them on purpose. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But then there's the counterpoints that come up, right? So Shroud is a way to make dungeons non-linear. Mass pulling isn't very interesting to watch. People brought up challenge modes were way more fun than Mythic Plus. It's never going to be different opinions, right? So I like challenge modes myself. That was a neat the mop and the warlord style of, of challenge modes, not uh, Mythic Plus, but it's <laughs> Warlord's Dungeons. Hello? Uh, some of them were okay, but you got to separate nostalgia from the actual content. That's hard. Yeah. Always hard to do. Much How? of the reason why WoW Classic is Oh, stop. Mm. <laughs> you, you said the C word, Max. Oh, my bad. My bad. Back. <sighs> Here's sort of a, a side question I saw in chat. How do you find a raid guild as a tank? Most groups will usually have those set in stone already. Oh, this is a great question. If you guys don't mind me answering, I answer this question a lot. It's extremely difficult. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> this is this is kind of why tanking has kind of got to this point where I mean I made the comment earlier and I can explain a lot of the philosophy behind why I think that is but like where where tanks are at right now is because you know and and obviously like no one a lot of people I mean Mythic Plus the advent of Mythic Plus has helped with this but a lot of people don't really know what good or what the the theoretical limits of being a tank is because what do you know what is a good tank to you if you're a regular person and you've been raiding for five years. Let's say that that person's been in three guilds, maybe four guilds. I mean, it might be one, but let's just say on average, like three. You've mm -hmm. rated with like six to like eight tanks, right? So that's that's your that's your player pool. Rating in one guild ever instantly and for one week gives you twice that sample size of another role, right? Um, and then and and also that that position never feels like they have to be replaced, um, because you know it's very it's very abstract for a guild if you have two tanks that you're in quotes happy with. Regard like and, and and that kind of breeds complacency and a bunch of other things. But like 
that role is kind of never like if you it's just how this is in in wow if you have two tanks then you're good and you replace them when they quit usually what you'll see top guilds do most of the time um is you know when they have a tank quit or like recently we wanted to improve and we just had one of our best players go tank because trying to recruit a good tank especially a career tank like someone who's only ever tanked mm -hmm. a good one is impossible like i have no issue trialing anyone like like if anyone wants to trial in this guild as a tank like please i could tank or i could dps or he could dps there's so much room i mean you we just want a good player at all costs no matter what the role or class or anything it doesn't matter um but like most guilds do not operate that way because a lot of them are based on friends and like they don't want to like if you're two tanks in a guild and you recruit a third that that it, because it's so abnormal one of them is going to feel like they're trying to be replaced and that's usually going to end badly in one way or the other yeah um, and i think that's kind of how the roles kind of gotten to that point i mean healers you have like six healers so like and usually only five raid spots or five healers and then like people come and go you can replace you can try new people dps it's like you know there's so many good ones because it's the most fun thing to play outside of progression that you know there's a ton of good dps in the game but like, like i said a lot of a lot of people that are okay in their tanks because they're like okay my tank doesn't die or sorry or or my tank only dies a little bit or you know because obviously like people's relative term of good for how good a player is is entirely based on the ones that they've played with and again the sample size is so small that they don't they don't know that they could get much better and they don't want to risk it because like what if it's worse you know it's like such a it's such a unique and important role less important when you have stuff with videos like like i think i, think I realized this in our first time going for world first like having you know good tanks is so important and it's not like if you look at tanking as like oh just put them on a monk and they won't die most of the time but like <laughs> the difference between like a good monk and a bad monk can like be double the amount of tank healing required, which can increase or decrease the amount of healers you need. Um, the ability to play other every single other class at a competent level, like the amount of support you can give, the ability to DPS. I think that's like the main thing I usually use as a way to argue this point. Is like in most guilds, top world, very casual guilds, all guilds, especially more towards the top, they're more likely than not. If you were to have them trial as a different role, most likely DPS, they would not be able to raid as much in that guild. And whenever that's the case, that's a time where the position needs to be upgraded. But again, upgrading it is just so taboo that people don't really do it. Right. There's a lot of stuff I'm reading about in chat about this stuff. And it, it's, it's good. There's bad pros and cons to this whole thing. I like the point. Uh, so... People being able to tank during off hours for Mythic Plus also helps the entire roster of your guild as well because you really have like two tanks that are always going to be on. So then how do you do pluses that help a lot outside for raiding? Which that all comes back around. I mean, if Sierra's out there, somebody can chime in the fact that one of the top MDI teams was built in the group finder. So making your own group is also a huge point. But... That's a tough one. That is a tough one. And uh, are there any ways, any resources out there in the, the community that you want to, that come to mind, Monkey, to, to find guilds? I usually just tell people to go look at, you look at WoW Progress, you look at either the faction you're looking for and the realm that you think you fit in and just kind of go through the docket of them. That's just a lot of legwork, though. I don't think there's any real easy way to look at it. It's a tough one. Um, it's it's one of those things that you kind of have to just expand your reach. You have to. Wild progress is one of the best tools because you can see what people are actively looking for. Usually, 
um, recruitment officers or GMs, rate leaders, whatever, they're usually pretty good about keeping their wild progresses up to date. Yeah. Um, so you can use that. You can see, you know, and, and with that tool, you can see, you know, what what do they already have? So if you're trying to come in as a tank, you can see, all right, what tanks are they running with right now? What are they, you know, how are you in comparison to their current tanks? How are, you know, what, what strats are they using? Whatever. Um, and then you, uh, outside of that, there's, uh, I think there's two recruitment discords. I know of one, the other one, I, I want to say there's a second one, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I know there's at least one of them. Um, that's, it can be okay, but it's mostly people like trying to look for people for their guilds. Um, and then a lot of the class discords have recruitment oh, true, true, um, true. channels that you you know you can post your recruitment for your discord or for your uh, guild in there and then just you know if you're looking for a guild then you can go look through those um and then like a healer chat should have one tank chat has one and then uh, but honestly like one of the main things that you'll find as you as you move up in the in the ranks is that you get to into the higher guilds more so by knowing people than when they actually are looking for stuff on well progress is right, that, right, you know, yeah. you'll be playing in a guild and, you, and you'll, you know, you got a friend in another guild that's maybe a little bit higher than you and you're talking with them, shooting the shit one day or, you know, whatever. And, and then, um, you know, and then you go, oh, you know, I'm, re I'm really happy here. And they go, oh, hey, we happen to be looking for your role. You want to, you know, you should come up to us. And that's kind of, you know, that's how I got in where I am. And that's how I know where, you know, a few, some, a bunch of friends have gotten in, into different places, just knowing people, just meet people do dungeons are very good ways of meeting other people. If you do it with a friend who has a friend and then now that friend is not your friend and just expand your reach, expand the amount of people that, you know, be more open to playing with new people. And, you know, you can find guilds through that. I mean, to a lesser extent, you can also even do it with bugs. So I know plenty of people that have made a full Mythic Plus group purely out of bugs. And then if, you know, if one of those are looking for a guild, like that's four other people right there that you play with regularly that could potentially get you into a guild that's, you know, either better for you or a better ranking guild or whatever, you know? Yeah. So how about <clears throat> this is sort of the, the question, the situation I brought up on all these shows now. I want you to share a horror story. So, oh my gosh, this boss is so boring. All I do is taunt at three stacks and then just stand here. So, how about some tank or tanking horror stories you've experienced, either recently or just in the game as a whole? And I want to know a Mythic Plus horror story from Shakib. Give, give me what, what you got. It has to be real bad. Put someone on blast. Um. <laughs> As me tanking or as someone else uh, tanking? Ah! I've, I've, I've had some very interesting tanking stuff uh, back in Legion from someone else okay. when I joined the pug. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I was, uh, it was a necrotic week, obviously it had to be. And uh, I felt like DPSing because it was late at night. I just wanted to watch a movie and do some, do some keys. I was like, I think four or five curious coins away from getting that mount. That was like 150. Ooh. So... Uh, I joined I joined some of the one of the Ma Souls group and then when I get in I see not one Guardian Druid but two. <laughs> and then I'm like, they they have to have a strat for this or they know something. They're gonna do they're gonna do a little special trick. And we get in there. 
they pull like the whole thing at the start and we get smashed <laughs> and that that was just like that dungeon probably took the longest time I've ever done a pug and I don't think I've pugged since <laughs> wait <laughs> I think that, that dungeon probably just ended my pug life I just I just logged yeah, off and the next day I just made my own group oh, like that, no. that that was the last time I remember pugging a dungeon that, that that's the key <laughs> point that <laughs> Two experience druids. yep on necrotic I just couldn't I don't know. That just—I'm <sighs> terrified now. Uh oh. Well, there's a new necrotic in BFA, and Resto Druids can either get ahead of it or fall behind the same way. I don't know. That didn't come up at all in the show yet. It's a really tank-focused affix that was tweaked recently. Well, first off, it actually works now apparently versus the Legion version, which was—I don't know why it applied at one but then ticked at two. Okay, Blizzard math. But how about Max? Do you have tanking or tank horror stories? Um. Oh, you're right. No, like that's a not horror necrotic. story. That's that's the that's grievous. Yeah, I got grievous necrotic reviews. Didn't they nerf necrotic too? Both and uh, grievous. Uh, they, they didn't nerf necrotic. No. Yeah. Well. They made it physical, but the damage you've taken from necrotic has never mattered. It just makes it so. You can't yeah. spell wording it, and you can't AMS it, but you can still bop it. It basically just makes it worse to deal with for specifically Death Knights, and the damage portion yeah. has zero effect on anyone else. No. Yeah. No, but I... The Grievous was the stack, the the bleed, specifically myself. Yeah. I got confused. Um, I don't have any experiences because... Well, I mean, I, I have some, obviously, like, I'm, I'm not... But I'm not gonna, like, flame anybody, but I, like... I have, like, you know, I... I think I did a pug a couple weeks ago on stream, and it was because someone asked me to, and I didn't know what I was going to experience. And I saw I saw some shit in there. Like, that was real. <laughs> like, there's definitely, like, that. But that's, I'm, like, completely, like, removed from that. Like, I, I think up to that point, I probably hadn't done a pug dungeon raid or anything without anyone from my guild at any point. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have too many situations like that. I mean, for us, like, if we're doing farm and, like, you know, we've had some people tank in the guild on, in the past on their alts, like way like years in the past, just to give a time frame where it's like no one current, and they like, you know, they might die a couple times and then not say anything, and then like, you know, instantly like everyone's just like that's just like so in farm, like you know that's just like complete nightmare fuel. Right. So, yeah, that that's about as bad as it gets for me because, like I said, I. I'm sure if I lived in the wild world of doing pug content, I would see some some stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't really. All right. Monkey, how about you? How, do you have any horror stories you can talk about? Or ones you've read about, by chance? Honestly, off the top of my head, I don't have any. Um, I mean, it's stuff that, that happens... At quite frequently, more at, uh, more so in pugs, like Max was saying. But um, I mean, we, we get the occasional story in Discord, but uh, honestly, no, not off the top of my head. I mean, mo most of the the boring stuff is just like you know the swap at X stacks, and then you just sit there and you fall asleep in your chair. Well, <laughs> I mean, it could also be you. Have you done something horribly wrong in the past, or something you thought was because that. In, in Mythic Raiding, you'll also hear that don't be a hero 
Like, never try to be a hero. I've done it on stream before. I was like, I can do this. And I'll eventually retreat the wave to get to my soak on Gahoon faster. But apparently it's coded that the actual wave follows you in the eventual retreat. So I landed and blasted two or three ranged right next to me on my landing point. So that's, you know, I'll take the blame for that one. But what I'm trying to find is those moments. A lot of it comes back down to the pug world. That's unfortunate. But... How about, this is a weird, so this question came up in chat, a sort of another Q&A can bring up here, is that is there a place or need for an actual off tank in recent raids, or even potentially in the battle for Dazara Lore? This is outside the two tanks, so you have two tanks, but then you have like the off tank, kind of like Zul, you'd have two tanks on Zul, and then you have the Vengeance Demon Hunter, whoever else on the Krogs, that's the only time we've had an off tank recently, I think. Which you could actually do with two tanks. It's just easier with an off tank, if you want to call the third tank that. But very rarely, from raid testing, Max, have you seen anything that you would run more than two on? No, there's a few where you might run less than two. Oh. Um, but that just depends on how they tune it. But they're, they, no, nothing like that. It, it, it's always the thing, it's never something you know ahead of time. Because you test the bosses, and I mean, Every top guild loves doing PTR because it's like, you know, that taste of progression where you're figuring out something fresh. It's super fun. Sure. Um, so you try a bunch of different stuff. So you don't have a lot of time to think about stuff like that. I mean, definitely, like, what are the last couple of three tank bosses? Um, Agrimar, uh, Argus on Mythic. Um, yeah. So the last two bosses of the previous raid. And then, yeah, uh, Zul. But I mean, the only reason DHs did Zul is because every raid had a DH. And then that class was, like, okay for doing the kiting thing. But honestly, I mean, we haven't three tanked it in a very long time. There are plenty of other tanks that are better. In fact, as much as I was kind of you know, spitting facts about where Guardian's at the moment earlier. That's like the one situation actually where Guardian is very strong. Um, is pretty much only rivaled by uh, the Paladin uh, last tier talent, the one that gives them the damage increase and reduction based on how many mobs are around them. Is in a two tank scenario on Zul or just tanking any kind of specific fight where you are tanking a mob that hits very hard, but then you have Thrash on like 15 to 16 things, the rage generation from that makes that class extremely strong with how Iron Fur doesn't cap as easily in this expansion. Um, like, like stronger than the other tanks, but it never reaches that point on anything hmm. less than five targets, and that's most likely not what you see in raids. And their damage and utility is so poor in, dun in dungeons that you don't see that, but you know, that, that makes them at least a decent bit stronger. But again, to the other point, um, yeah, the three tanking thing is something that they they don't they don't see that as something they want. Like they're pretty adamant about like you know, they do not want that to be a thing. I mean, it didn't really need to be. I mean, Argus wasn't necessarily it was a three tank if you didn't have two monks. If any guild had two monks, you just two tanked. I think Exorcist and in the top 5 world at least two were two tanked and the other two were three tanked and that was just because two the other three guilds did not have two monks. Right. Two monks there was no need for it because you could easily when you weren't tanking just have the movement to soak it all as a monk. Um, but like Argus was more just because, or Agrimar was just more because only Blood Decay had like that ability to do the slows and the grips, and they just had all. The, and it was you could do it on DPS uh, DKs, but it just wasn't as consistent. And 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 again, the only thing you ever three tank or five heal for that matter in today's day and age, every five healable boss in recent memory has been four healable on progression and now. It's just that you reach this point where you're like. Is the fifth healer going to help consistency to where damage is not an issue on this fight? Like, the issue is living. It is not damage at all. Where you could drop, you know, 10% of your damage, 8% of your damage by dropping a DPS, depending on the class. And you could bring in an extra healer. And that's going to make this easier to kill in progression. We will kill this boss faster doing that. And that's usually not something you see 
until you get to a boss and you're like, oh, okay, this we could do this. Let's try this. You know, let's let's try adding a tank and maybe that will solve some of the problems we're having. And and then we do that. It's something you always do on the fly, and not really stuff you plan to do ahead of time, unless it's very obvious, like uh, sure. like the Agrimar thing. Um, and I'm trying to think of some in the past that were like very obvious three tanks, but it's it's never really that obvious because at any time you can test something, and they can release it, and then completely change the numbers. For example, I'm sure other guilds did this, but like we like killed Feta Devourer on testing, like on Mythic, just straight up like killed him. And so we didn't even like prepare for that boss. We're like, all right, this boss is a joke. It's 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 like easy to deal with. The strat is easy. Um, and then we get on live and they buffed it by 200%. And it's like, you have to lust and use all of your cooldowns to kill at one time. And and they weren't nerfing it at the time. So like we were just sitting there with that whatever head start we got doing nothing until, yep. you know, the EU people were there. And then that was like, you know, just stuff like that. So you can't really plan because their tuning of bosses' health specifically changes so much. Um, but yeah, it, it's something they don't want. It's something I, I really, you know, I will make sure that it can be done with two tanks before we ever do the three tank thing unless like it's well okay you'll add a third tank and then you're like okay it's really not that necessary we'll take it away like we did on argus we had a third tank we're like it's not worth it like we could just have so much more damage so much more consistency it's just about making decisions on what actually efficiently helps you kill the boss you're doing nope that sounds good to me We'll sort of go around the table here real quick if you have any sort of closing remarks shout outs or plugs in that regard as well as any tidbits of knowledge you would like to drop on the tanking community and monkey we'll start with you first sir if you want to any closing remarks any soapbox time this is this is for you go uh i mean we talked about most everything just um if you really want to progress as a tank you know, be uh, be active in the community. Use your, utilize your class Discord. Utilize YouTube, Twitch, all that. Be more open. Um, you know, don't be a hard head about everything. You, there's always room to improve. And if you think that you're the best in the world, then you're not. You're there's always somebody better than you, and there's Completely always agree. something you could do better. There's whether it's you know taking less damage, you know, giving up DPS for damage for survival, which a lot of people need to do. People focus too much on DP on the DPS side and on ranks. Yeah. Try to you know you sometimes you'll help your rate out. Well, in general, you'll rate help your rate out more by going for survival. Sometimes it helps to have more DPS, but you know it just be more open to everything and uh, and all that. So otherwise, yeah, utilize the class discords, Wowhead, icy veins for guides and your specs. Uh, like we said earlier, take notes for the for the raid um, and uh, method dungeon tools for Mythic plus all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, so Shakib, what about you? What do you want to leave anyone with? Do you want to bring the knees back up for a moment here? I don't know if that's important. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh gosh, there, there he goes. Yeah. Uh, all right. There all right. You, that was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Are you, closing uh, remarks. Soapbox time, sir. Yeah, I'd probably say, um, like we, like I kind of went over a little bit earlier. Definitely for Mythic Plus, uh, mainly. Like, don't try to keep your own route. Like, try to always optimize your route, change your strats, uh, check around, check a bunch. There's a bunch of streams. Like, now e now even more than before, the Mythic Plus is growing, so you can always... There's so many people that you might not know of that you can find pretty easily. Just by posting in, like, more known streams, you'll see there's a bunch of commands for big, uh, for big tanks. So you'll be able to find out a lot of info there. You can ask them a bunch of questions. A lot of them will just answer you uh, all day long. Sounds good to me. 
Max, take us home. Soapbox it. What do you have? Um, I, uh, I'm not a part of any, like, like community, like tag community or class community. You won't ever find me in place like that. I actually just recently started full-time streaming in the last month. I'll be doing that right after this, and I do that every day starting right around when this uh, show started. So if you ever want to ask any kind of tank questions or anything like that, um, we will. Uh, I'll be glad to answer you. And also, um, just follow the guild limit. We're about to make our uh, big push for the old world number one. So mm -hmm. wish us luck in January. That is all. I'm very curious to see how the... The battle for Dazara lore will play out, considering what happened in Uldir and the fact that it's that weird split mirror raid. Even though all the world first guilds are horde, unless Limit's about to go alliance just to shake things up. People ask me that all the time. They're like, why doesn't Limit go alliance? And I'm like, and I did the math, and it's like, one, to take all of our usable progression characters to alliance, it's going to cost like just about just about 9,000 Blizzard bucks. So <laughs> oh, God. Def definitely not going to do that. Are so you sure? That's like, <sighs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I have no issue with being Alliance. I mean, there's like a lot of, I mean, I, I have, I don't care if I'm Alliance or Horde. There might be some people in the guild that are partial to Horde. There's definitely some that want to go Alliance. If, if it's ever like, the thing is, is that everyone's been Horde for a while and this, it gets a very bad rep. Like people say, like, oh, people are horrid for the racials. The racials are to repeat. What faction you were has never mattered for World First, ever. And on KJ, you can say the thing about goblins or whatever the hell Alliance had. That, like, Method would have gotten World First no matter what. They were so much better than everyone else in that tier. Um, so it's ne it's never mattered. There hasn't right. been enough of a skill gap where something like that has mattered. So um, it's just probably, it's just gotten to the point where it's so much easier for recruitment, I think, to be on a horde. Cause like having people have that extra for us, it doesn't matter. Cause like if we're going to get someone they they'll transfer regions or transfer, it doesn't matter. But like for most guilds, like 99% of guilds, if you're, if it's an extra thing to have to faction transfer to go there when you have a million to pick from in your time slot. Yep. Um, so it's just progressively gotten, I mean, I, I just started doing some mythic viewer raids that do like five or six out of eight mythic in a couple hours. And the, like. And, and just heroic raids, like, on Alliance versus Horde are so vastly different because the amount of people that play the game a lot on Alliance compared to Horde is, like, I mean, it's like you can't even compare the two things. It's so much different. And it's almost exclusively because of that. Yep, there were some analytics that just came out about that that were tough to read. There was a big Wowhead post about it showing the trends over the last couple of expansions. It's uh, awkward, but... That's it for us. That's it for the show. There's, of course, more on the after show. We'll record here when we got here. Let me hit this button and close it down. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode 176 of Final Boss TV, the state of tanking in Battle for Azeroth. Of course, we have all these spec shows on the horizon. Starting in 2019. I wanted to wait for, like, the real launch of the game. So 8.1 is around the corner. And then we'll be able to get all the different individual spec shows, all 36 of them. Oh boy, starting next year. But thank you to my guests today. Monkey, you can go follow him over on Twitter. Find him in the discords at Monkey with two Ks with a DH on the end. Thank you very much for returning to the show, sir. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Of course, anytime, man. We had Shakib and his knees. Oh, they're, they're still there. Also on Twitter, also with a DH at the end of his name. What's up with that? Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. Thank you very much for your time on the show today, sir. I appreciate your insight into the keys, the pluses. Thank you very much. And there's Max. Again, limit underscore maximum. He streams now, apparently. You do you do the stream? Why are you muted? Why would you do that to yourself? Just just started. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Professional streamer, yeah. by the way? No. Yeah, just yeah, definitely not. I have a lot to learn, but yeah, I I yeah, I've been streaming for a little over a month now. There you go. Thank you very much for your time again, sir. I appreciate you. I'm going back to Shaq. He didn't say anything. Say something to the audience. Say, say, you, oh. you, hi. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, well, there you go. That's fine. <laughs> so again, next week is going to be the state of melee. More details on the guests coming in the week after that. And then, of course, there's a week off of the holidays and then the year-end special talking about the upcoming epic wild battles of history. Taliesin and Evatel and my buddy Brutal will be on that show because it's Horde vs. Alliance and Brutal's Horde Dime Alliance and then T&E are going to be co-casting the event. So stay tuned for that. Of course, in the future, if you want to support the show more directly, go check out the merch! The Azerite Day shirt by Fabelina. Or just give Fabelina some love on Twitter because she has a freaking Mercy skin in, in Overwatch now that she decides it's awesome looking. But thank you for tuning in. And until next week, everybody. <gasps> Bye. 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 Now you can wave. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Bye. 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 Okay. What is, what is that? Okay. There, there, that's, that's better. Thank you.